Welcome back to Divided We Stand. I'm your host, Victoria Lang, along with Joe Aguirre and the host of I Will Piss You Off Shortly, Robert Benjamin. Today, I want to start off by touching on the two officers that were shot in Los Angeles. So a manhunt was underway Sunday for the gunman who shot two sheriff's deputies in an apparent ambush hours after Hundreds of demonstrators gathered to protest the shooting and death of Dijon Kazee, members of the Sheriff's Department. The Sheriff's Department released a video that shows someone walking up to a patrol car near a metro station in Compton about 7 p.m. Saturday. The person opens the fire or opens fire and runs from the scene. Um, one of the deputies said... It was a 31-year-old female and 24-year-old male, and they were shot multiple times, but they were able to radio for help, so they were able to get help. One officer added, it pisses me off. This was a cowardly act. Both were hospitalized in critical condition at St. Francis Medical Center, and this caused even more protests. People were gathering around the hospital screaming, I hope they die, and a lot of stuff like that, and two people ended up being arrested. Um... I just want to know what you guys think about this, because incidences like this just keep occurring around the country, and it does nothing but take us away further from, like, a hopeful place of unity and where everybody can be equal. And with everything going on, why have we only seemed to regress as a society instead of getting better? Why is this kind of stuff still happening? And what can we do in our everyday lives to fix this kind of stuff? What can we tell our friends and our family to stop spreading misinformation because i feel like that may be the root of this all well i'll tell you guys what yesterday um my my brother posted um an article on his facebook page from law enforcement something or other dot net or some some nonsense and and the article had some of the information about the story but it was written largely uh as a way to defend Donald Trump's usage of the word animals to describe all protesters. Right. And I don't know who was blocking the entrances and exits to the hospital, but believe me when I tell you, nobody wants to see the police get shot and killed. Nobody wants to see people who are trying to be rushed to a hospital, not allowed to uh, get care at said hospital. Nobody's in favor of that. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be, is this the group that was blocking the uh, emergency room, I suppose? Yeah, because I again, so. I noted in that article, it didn't have any pictures of that. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't really have much information on who was blocking as much as it was suggesting that it was blocking. Now, my brother also pointed out that it was a real news story, he said to me. Even CNN reported it. As he right. said, now, here's my beef with that. OK, um, I know Ben Shapiro and I know the Daily Caller and all that garbage tells you that these are stories that CNN doesn't cover. And I'm not a big CNN consumer or or website visitor, but I can tell you CNN covers all of these stories. And the difference right. between CNN, while some of you will think fake news the difference between that article and the garbage that law enforcement.net or whatever that site was called, uh, the CNN article just had factual information. It didn't have an agenda. It wasn't there to try to defend President Trump calling protesters animals. 
it wasn't meant to incite fear. My brother pointed out that he was so angry after reading that. And I said, you know, I want to be clear with you that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't support this. Uh, yeah. This Because look, that's the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's the us versus them mentality. They continue to push this notion. They continue to pretend nobody cares about, you know, the police that it's, uh, you know, the defunding of the police is, is basically that we are uh, attempting to abolish the police completely. It's an absurd thought. Nobody supports that. And again, just you may hear a BLM executive or, or, or supporter say that. They speak for themselves when they say things that stupid. No one's doing that. It's a cute idea. And maybe in the moment you're like, let's get rid of the police. It's a horrible idea. At the same time, if we were to abolish the police, it certainly wouldn't be through ambushes. Now, here's the other point that I made because I was trying to get a response from some of the people that commented on my brother's article. I said, you know what? I wonder if this was a drug deal gone wrong. I wonder if these were dirty cops. Mm-hmm. I wonder if these cops had had maybe they were being uh, targeted undercover. Now, people might be like, oh, that's a messed up thing to say. But that's what we do when women are raped and when unarmed black guys are shot. We find right. out we find out what else they did. And we want to in some way blame these people. And I know no one will ever do that with the with the blue lives. I get it. But. Fact of the matter is, it, it, you know, to hear me say that, you might be like, that's that's disrespectful. It happens to everyone else all of the time, and it's got to stop. You know, and, and I'm not, not in any way trying to defend this, but the idea that people would be trying to ambush the police right now shouldn't surprise anybody. It's unfortunate. I don't condone it, but look what's happening across America. Where you have literally the police, the police, and in, in, uh, basically declared war on its citizens in some town. Yeah, we, we gotta, I've been yeah. saying this now for months on this show that we got to stop this craziness. And as long as it continues, the violence is just going to keep, and and it's going to keep on happening. I, I can't see why people, I can't see why people don't understand that and continue to exacerbate this dangerous situation we're living in. I think a lot of it come well, a lot of it's just going to keep growing. Like you said, uh, the media is going to keep pushing a horrible agenda. Right. So now you have a lot of new new outlets that are so accessible to any kind of writer. Right. So instead of them being um, sticking to the facts, like you said, like CNN did, they're putting all of their emotion into this and it's portraying and it's easily ate up by either side. So whether it's, you know, an article that's given a reason why they would do this for some outsane reason why they would do this even if it was a drug deal gone bad or whatever but even on the opposite side looking into it as you know they're going to try and depict this to be the worst situation possible but here we are they don't want to wait until the story plays out if we say hey we got to wait to get all the facts no 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 these are thugs and this is so mm-hmm. we got to keep you know what i mean we come on we got to keep the same energy right we got to wait for the facts now i will say this I really don't think anybody's out there just trying to hunt for cops because that's probably the dumbest thing possible, right? Right. But if this is one of those scenarios, this is horrible because I'll say this, as the agenda of trying to, you know I mean, trying to push the racial inequalities and racial disparities that we have in this country, it really sets the tone back because now it falls, this kind of action builds a higher wall of ignorance and uh, ignorance in... Um, dismissal for the other side 
So now, even now, Black Lives Matter, they're gonna be like, well, look, you guys are just out here murdering police. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was at a Glastonbury protest and one of the guys made a good point, right? Glastonbury, after the protest, kind of got a little bit heated because yours truly got there and turned the party up. Um, <laughs> they they, they kind of blocked the area off and then just the police were kind of like starting to add around. And I mm -hmm. see a sign on the, we'll say the BLM side, because um, I'm, I'm really trying to separate a lot of this stuff from the political nonsense, right? But on the BLM side, it's like, it has a pig, it has a drawing of a pig, a head of a pig on the knife and it's dripping. And I'm like, as much as I support Black Lives Matter, this theory, not the movement, because I separate the theory and the movement, because even though I believe that the, the movement had strong tendencies, but they let the money get involved. And now it's been, I don't want to say whitewashed, but it's been whitewashed. Um, but anyways, I support the theory. It takes away from the grand scheme of things. Yes, there's social injustice and racial injustice with the police system. But if something were to happen right now, who do you think the police, based off of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't right. try and fight fights with, you know what I mean? We can't fight it with vinegar. We got to kind of fight it with honey, at least. And, you know what I mean? Like, not attack everybody, even though it's a, even though it's a strong movement. We got to, I think, we have to watch how we use our propaganda and the things that we say to promote a better, a better narrative instead of just die police, kill police, you know, whatever. As much as I dislike the police, I think, like you, I agree, Joe, you can't dismantle it, but we can't also, you know what I mean, like make crazy statements about it and go killing, going on and killing spree, because that's just outright murder. And I don't agree with that. I, I don't care what's going on in the world, just as much as we don't want the cops just murdering us, we can't just go out murdering people. And I say we because I'm black, but I'm not going to group myself into that because that's not what I'm doing. Um, but yeah. I'm the rare species of human who is pro-law enforcement and pro-BLM. Uh, it's possible to be both yeah. and to also have an expectation that the police stop killing people uh, yeah. wherever possible. I, you know, I think you can have all of those opinions. You know, I, again, uh, attacking the police and assassinating the police would, would only make this worse. And, of course, look. We all we all hear of the same mindset that the overwhelming majority of policemen do a good job every day and and go out there and make a difference in their community. And it seems within every police force, there's a handful of people and the police force knows who they are. It's the same guys who are, uh, you know, getting internal affairs investigations a couple times a year or every other year who have incidents of, you know, brutality, roughing people up. And so we, we know who these guys are. And, you know, I, I had said a couple weeks ago, you know, I know a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of police officers around the country have been resigning, like, in Moss. Just everyone wants out. And to that I say, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, the ones that are leaving, yeah, probably, mm -hmm. they probably know that, that their time's coming because mm -hmm. of their, their present behavior and past behavior. Right. So if we have to like clean house and start over with the police, that might not be the worst thing in the world because there's certainly a lot of problem officers out there. Again, this is in, in no way to con condone what happened to the police, but when, when you have two sides going at it, you know, again, just like when you see at the police brutality protests, when the police suddenly just get pissed off and bum rush and start cracking people in the head or shooting plastic bullets into crowds. You know, it's the same thing. You get a little upset. You get a little fired up. 
and and this is this is where where you see uh, the violence spilling out in the streets. That has got to stop. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the times, going back to kind of what Robert was saying about like the propaganda and stuff about how everything seems really outrageous and how that kind of just makes like the left and the Black Lives Matter movement kind of just like look worse. Um, to that, I kind of just wanted to like say that I think that it is because when you look at the entire Trump like organization and Trump supporters, that is their entire like scheme. That is how they get supporters is with outlandish and ridiculous like sayings and behavior and stuff like that. And I feel like that's what really sets them apart from everybody else. And I feel like we are kind of feeding into that almost. And I think we first kind of started when we saw like Kathy Griffin kind of get canceled for holding up like a dripping in blood, like Trump head. And if y'all remember that, but oh, yeah, that, I, I love yeah. that picture. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> but I her career her. was really like in question Brilliant. after that picture was yeah. right. Thanks to him. Right. Thanks, thanks to, to him, even though that's his entire campaign. Exactly. So do you think that so you think that on our side, it might be pushing people away rather than like gaining supporters in? And I just find I, that interesting. I do. I think especially um, as far as allies, it can kind of really push it away and be like, eh, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. If they're out there, if they are out there, and once again, category, if they're out there killing people, if they're out there killing cops, I think it's one thing to fight for injustice. And then it's another thing to, and once again, unfortunately, it gets associated with BLM that because it's a, unfortunately look two black people they're killing killing cops that's a, so that's the movement right now so that it's going to get tied into it instead of being like they're probably weren't part of blm this is probably just some young ignorant assholes that don't know what they're doing and trying to make a statement and made the wrong statement and yes they need to be held accountable just as much as anybody else just like kyle written whatever his name is or anybody mm -hmm. else that murders somebody or attempts to murder somebody it does. It doesn't excuse that behavior. Doesn't excuse anything. Just the same way that if it was somebody that went up in a, in a projects in Chicago, I would be condemning them the same way because none of this helps any movement. It, I it, it, agree. Like um, right now in this country, support for Black Lives Matter among Black people is at eighty six percent, with seventy one strongly supporting the movement. For Hispanics, it's 77% with 42 strongly supporting the movement. Amongst Asians, it's 75% with 39% strongly supporting the movement. For whites, it is 60% and a mere 31% strongly support the movement, which means that two-thirds of Americans are either meh or are against it. I want to say that probably by day 60 of the rioting, I think a lot of white Americans were they were that that's enough. You know, again, they value the destruction of property so much more, more than, than they value the lives of minorities. Plain right. and simple. I won't say what I think that means for them, Rob, but we could talk about that on your show tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, a in a segment, platform. Victoria, we call. Yep, yep that's racist. That's racist. <laughs> um, th there's there's no other way around this, you know, that that if you value buildings and look, we just had, had a building that I know 
A lot of people just a couple of days ago, they'll never forget that building was the worst thing that ever happened. Sometimes I think people get more caught up in the building than in the 3,000 people who lost their lives that day. Right. Um, I I, I do. I really do feel that way. You know, um, I I saw people posting that were like, make sure you don't forget. Who would forget 9-11? Like, Imagine. What, what are you what are you talking about? And again, why is one side trying to claim 9-11 like it's their own thing? Like, we like, we all suffered through that. It was bad for everybody. Because you're so oh go ahead. I just found it kind of ironic that everybody, everybody was posting for 9-11. But when all these people are getting killed on the street, where were y'all at? It's just crazy how some people's deaths are important and should be accounted for. And everybody, it's just a really big deal. And also, I kind of wanted to touch on all of the discrimination and everything that Muslims faced or anybody who was perceived in America as a Muslim or Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern. Much I was anything. About to say Middle Eastern. We're like, not even say, yeah. Literally. And I just I feel like nobody's really talking about that. And if that was talked about, it was discredited and seen as hateful. And you're taken away from 9-11. And mm-hmm. I just completely disagree. I, I agree with the 9-11 thing. I, there's a couple of different key points that you that you both said. Imagine one thing I want to say when we say property, right? Um, we look at property. We spent all that money. Everybody donated, donated fundraisers and funds to rebuild a building. The price of that one building was more than the price of both of those buildings combined. Mm. But what really efforts other than small, I shouldn't say, well, in the in the grand scheme of things, small monetize to families, to the firefighters, to everything else. So imagine if we said, okay, we don't have to have this luxury monument in another building that's way better. And we actually put it to these families instead of valuing property to sit there and say, oh, we got to put millions and millions and millions of dollars into this. Let's put million, millions and millions of dollars into the families, the 3,000 families that were affected, right? 3,000 plus families that were affected. And then we go to the same thing of, you, you hit on the Muslims or, or Middle Eastern. I, I don't want to just say Muslims because just because you're Middle Eastern doesn't mean that you necessarily follow that faith, right? But mm-hmm. that's the heavy populated faith there, right? right? You can be Muslim after nine, pretty much that day, that was just a free for all a free hatred if you if you were muslim in america and it was wrong growing up i, I think i was in eighth eighth ninth grade at the time and literally we had um one indian kid who everybody loved and literally just like that everybody hated him mm-hmm. well i would say the majority of the school hated him just because he was indian and nobody understood what the hell was going on but guess what all that fear was still instilled from the children because the day after when everybody's going back to school, all they see is Muslim, Muslim, Indian, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern, and not classifying what it really was. So that ignorance carried right on to not only just white children, black children, Hispanic children, just because he was Middle Eastern. So right. imagine now, you know what I'm saying? So, and even to this day, it still, it seems still it completely changed some people's experience in this country completely exactly. based off of their religion. And they still do not have the same religious freedom as exactly. everybody else does. And they, still get, yeah, they still get poked fun of. They still get joked about. They still get racial slurs saying to them, still get looked a certain type of way. When in all actuality, probably some of the most peaceful people in the world. 
Right. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but I believe it was literally Osama bin Laden's niece who was endorsing the Trump campaign, saying that if we elect Joe Biden, that there is going to be another 9-11. Okay. I don't know. Did you guys see that? I didn't see it. But listen, like, uh, uh, why wouldn't okay. they say that? It's their fear factor. They're just yeah. going to continue to say things like that. It's only going to get worse if if Joe Biden's president. I mean, as if it's not already horrible on Trump's watch. Somebody just asked about Black Lives Matter. That uh, our friend Laura suggested we read what Black Lives Matter supports. There's actually um, literally a page on their website. Uh, I'll read a couple of things for you. We acknowledge, mm -hmm. respect, and celebrate differences and commonalities. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and, by extension, all people. Mm -hmm. We intentionally build and nurture a beloved community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative, not depleting. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments from which men are centered. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with intent to uh, learn and connect with their I mean, there's nothing in here. I know Ben Shapiro has been telling you guys that uh, it's Marxism and that, the you know, the BLM wants to take over and the Marxists are running it. Believe me, we've checked it out. They're not. Um, and if there's a, a Marxist in that group, that's fine. That certainly doesn't influence the entire group, nor does it have anything to do with black lives. And it, I think it, that everybody would whether that group is run by a Marxist or not, the message of Black Lives Mattering in this country has nothing to do with anybody's political views. These are very separate things. And that's but the, the politicians have made it that way. They have funded it. I will say this: both both sides, and it, and, it, and it's proven on both sides. The, when the money gets involved, when Black Lives Matter and the money starts getting involved, and people's hands start getting involved that's where it starts getting shady and then that's when they are able to abuse the platform of black lives matter and try mm -hmm. and push it to that agenda because now you think black lives matter and you automatically just assume liberal lefts you know what i mean leftists and da, 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 da. it automatically gets pushed to that side instead of it not even being a uh liberal um i'm sorry a left or a right debate it's just it should be a neutral debate and it shouldn't even be in a, a debate it should be hey this is the problem let's fucking fix it and not make it a pol political thing but once again we're in this kind of era every what four years we have to have do something and it seems like now is a hot spot of every four years to make a big old racial thing again i'm seeing comments nobody wants to dismantle the police nobody wants to defund the police we just want the police to cool it a little bit police nobody the police. wants listen again it's important to say this nobody wants to see the police under attack but at the same time the police have to do their job and police can't just view black people as dangerous. People can't shoot black people with their kids in the car and show no regard for black children. That is wrong. That is wrong. To, right. to shoot a man, to shoot seven bullets into a man's back with his kids a couple of feet away is wrong. No matter Shooting what. Shooting Philando Castile in the heart while his daughter was sitting behind him is wrong. Police officers pulling, jumping out of a car and shooting Tamir Rice for waving a fake gun is wrong. And then it's we wrong. wonder, and then it, uh, this is why I feel so contradicted sometimes because you say that, right? And then you're just like, fuck. As a kid, if I was uh, Castile's daughter or if I was in the car, if I was one of the kids in the car when my dad got shot seven times in the back, how do I not feel some type of way? 
How do I not right. feel some type of aggression? How do I not feel some type of anger and sit through that for years and years and years and not saying that this is the scenario, but imagine somebody growing up in LA and seeing that kind of stuff. I can't speak on it because I haven't seen all of that. I've experienced certain things, not to the point where it makes me want to kill somebody, but yeah, you, people have seen that. So well, at least what is their relationship with the police in the future going to be like, you know, it's setting them up for right. And Absolutely. not even not even just in L.A. Now I think about it. Shit, this makes it tough for me. If I go walking past a cop and I like to wear hoodies, I like to wear dark clothes. Is he going to think something or he, you know what I mean? Now they're going to be all paranoid because and that's just a simple thing. Literally, I remember in the military. We would literally hear, we would be deployed, and we would hear about somebody getting totally messed up south of Afghanistan. We're totally north of Afghanistan, but now we're like, shit, we got to be on the P's and Q's because something happened down there. Mm -hmm. So think about for every cop in this nation now, they're really going to be on high alert. So it's really going to make tensions worse. It's really going to make a lot of things worse um, and just keeps instilling fear on both sides. So, uh, again... Getting, getting some comments here. Going to just feed some information. On average, 64 police officers are killed every day, every year in America. Tragedy. Mm. Again, tragedy. These guys go out and, and, and risk their life for us. It, it's a very dangerous job. Mm. It, it's a job, I say, it's like being a doctor and a pilot. There's there's no room for error in those jobs, right? It's it's horrible. But the idea... Listen, there's not the enough training. The idea that... BLM is out to kill the police or that the Democrats are out to dismantle the police is nonsense. Yes. It's all part of the fear factor that the Republicans are using. And, and I get why they would use it because they can't point and be like, well, things are going great because they're not. That's why, again, they're suggesting in Joe Biden's America, there'll be race riots in the streets and Antifa will be burning stuff down and COVID will be. I mean, but that's where we're at now. Yeah, on their watch, literally, <laughs> so they can continue to deflect. We love police officers, and we support police. And I mean, all the sympathy in the world for for the two police officers who were shot and killed. And we all want to see the perpetrator arrested, and justice be served. Exactly. Everybody feels that way. We're not going to start shooting the police. That's that's not something anybody yeah. supports. Defunding the police. Again, I see the question popping up. Defunding doesn't mean no police. Defunding means moving resources yeah, to different areas to, to take some of the, the burden police. off of the police. The police don't need to be entangled in domestic violence situations. That's something for a trained counselor to take care of. And so we're looking to looking to make the police lives easier and less dangerous and to not put police officers into situations where they have to play therapist to a couple. That's that's not something they should be involved in. So we want to make we want to make their interactions with the community a little less aggressive. And then that's when we, the idea of defunding. And then to go along with that, defunding also means defunding certain things in that department and maybe reallocating it to better better services. So for example, New York PD, they had their SWAT, their different SWAT teams had tanks, police police certified city certified tanks that have been out of commission for 15 plus years but guess what they still have to pay mechanics to service those things annually they still have to pay for you know certain things to get done and fixed whatever the case may be those were that's like a 2.5 million dollar budget that they waste annually for tanks that they're never going to be able to use literally it says that they can't use them anymore so 
defund those programs, get rid of those tanks, allocate that money to either more police or other situations or other programs that will better and take the load off of these police officers. You look at a police officer, he has to be, well, what they believe already, judge, jury, executioner, but then they also have to be a psychologist sometimes. They also have to be a protector sometimes. They also have to be a babysitter sometimes. They also have to be transportation sometimes. It's like there's so many other things that you can either allocate to the department or to allocate to other services or funds or departments as far, you know, or other services, I should say, and the defund movement. It's not just taking away money. It's, yes, taking away and re restructuring. So think of it as if you want to call it restructure or whatever the case may be, but that's what it is. We're not taking away or trying to take away police. Right. And I would say, if anything, we're kind of putting like more into it and i feel like that's what we need to do i think we need to like increase training which we have all the fundage to do even if we defund the police and i just think like the body cams and all that kind of stuff that still to like is not being enforced everywhere because you as you can see so many of these incidences would be cleared up and cut and dry if the body cams were on and functioning properly so well, I'd also like to clear up something else. Uh, again, seeing a lot of misinformation through the comments. Um, you know, Detroit's not the murder capital of the world anymore. Neither is Chicago. They're actually both barely in the top 25 at this point. There's actually three Republican-run cities in the top 25. Uh, worst crimes. And, you know, it's not – here's the thing. To You know, I was just reading uh, uh, all the top political scientists say to connect violence to a political party is ridiculous. Um, violence is tied to poverty. And when people are in poverty, right. poverty, they're generally voting Democratic because they're looking for social services to help them get out of it. And then Republicans come along and pull right. the plug on that and set them back uh, another decade. So, you know, it, we're, we're seeing... Again, you know, the, this idea that we're, you know, it, it's the Democrats. The Democrats are in support of violence. It, you know, again, where you have where you have basically segregated ghettos in major cities where there's not the education or opportunity, where there's not the ability to start a business in a community. How in the hell are you ever going to get out of poverty? poverty. I found with a lot of Republicans at this point, they sort of understand that the poverty cycle needs to be broken and that the only way to do that is through education. The only way to do that is by um, giving people health care so that people could take care of their basic human, uh, you know, basic human needs. That's how you end the cycle of poverty. You want people to stop selling drugs? Make, there's got to be jobs. There's got to be opportunity. Again, you know, right. we talked about this on your show the other night, Rob. Everybody that's, oh, Chicago, Chicago. It's three square blocks of Chicago where all of those homicides are happening. Chicago's beautiful. They've got lovely beaches. It's not a war zone. You know, that, that again, that it, it, it's just misinformation. It's I, not true. Um, I will I say. The, I see I the socialism concerns are coming up. Nobody's talking about oh Venezuela. That's not socialism. Oh Socialism's what they have in the Nordic countries, the best countries on the entire planet for happiness, health, wealth, and everything else. They all practice democratic socialism. If you think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, what whatever they're doing in Venezuela, I mean, give me a break. Stop that. That's again. <laughs> It's misinformation that's being fed to you by the evil right-wing media that, that preys on you with fear and, and misinformation. It's all that's happening. 
the, the information the is there. Everybody can Google it. They're forgetting about the balance of power as well. Like they, they, I feel like a lot of conservatives or Trump supporters feel like Biden and Harris are going to get into office and then it's a free for all. Guess what? There's still things, there's still a structure that we have to abide by as a country, right? There's still a balance of power. I'm pretty sure that the Democrats are not going to get both House and Senate, right? I'm pretty sure if I was a betting man, well, I don't know who would get what, but somebody's going to run something, right? There's a balance yeah. of power. So let's stop acting like this is the end-all, be-all. And then um, and then even a, I saw in the comments um, going on just talking about, like, Chicago and how the crime rates are ri- rising, right? This shit that hasn't just started in Chicago or hasn't just started in right. Detroit or any of these cities, New York, L.A. This has been going on. So until you, a conservative or a Trump supporter, can tell me what's going on actually, like physically that you've seen, that you've said, you know, I've walked in these areas and I've actually seen X, Y, Z. You really don't have anything to report on other than what the new, the media says. So you have to get your facts straight in the first place. So like you said, Joe, what are they supposed to do if the services are shitty, the jobs are shitty, the living conditions are shitty? Right. You're in the fucking ghetto. It's not like somebody's out in the sub suburbs. You go to suburbia. Guess what? You're paying three times as living. Can't afford that. And then there's so many different things and aspects that people don't think about. Right. So yeah, you have nowhere to live, no job, no nope. transportation, or no anything. How are you supposed to do anything aside from like sell drugs? Like and literally, what are you supposed to do? You're true. setting these people up for a life of not and success. Then- and then, well, so and then right, as, right? Rob, as soon as you get arrested, now you'll never have a real job. Never so, have exactly. Now you're screwed. Right. So, and then you go from there, right? So I had a conversation in, at this Glastonbury protest yesterday. Somebody was like, you're talking about struggle. You're talking about struggle. I had struggle growing up. And I'm like, okay, let me hear your struggle. Please let me hear your struggle. I grew up on a farm, Eastern Connecticut. I'm sorry. That farm must have been so hard. My daddy had to teach me how to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Your dad didn't get locked up for a little bit of weed for years where you didn't have a father. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, well, your your dad should have made better choices. What was he supposed to do? Guess what? My father, when he went to jail, he was 19. So when you grow up in these situations, I think a lot of people and a lot of privileged people, I'll say that, privileged people, don't that reality hasn't set in like they 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 see the outskirts they might see what hartford look the north end of hartford looks like from the highway oh my god <laughs> but, oh to, to go step two feet in into into the let's just say the north end of hartford like they wouldn't dare because why they're scared and they're unaware they're culturally ignorant right they're culturally ignorant and to see firsthand ground zero it is what it is they're too scared to do that. So that would change that. They would totally change their mind. But. Right. And kind of playing off of that, people are really, they're really nervous about this election. We're 50 days out and voters are feeling anxious, fearful, and angry. Here's a quote. Somebody said that the problem is that I feel like both parties right now are being spoiled teenagers. And it's very hard for me to vote with the consensus of either side when it doesn't feel like they're working for the people. My question is, have you watched 
either of these people's speeches or anything. That's my question to the person who gave that quote. But poll polls are showing that Biden is still maintaining a roughly seven-point lead nationally over Trump, according to the Real Clear Politics average. But the lead has narrowed even more so in the swing states, including Pennsylvania, that are expected to decide the presidency. That means that both campaigns have a lot riding on the voters, like the one who gave this quote, who have yet to make up their minds. So the Republican president and Biden, his Democratic rival, have two main tasks to motivate supporters and cast ballots over dwindling pocket of undecided voters. In your opinion, who's doing a better job, Biden or Trump? And this kind of goes back to like the, the outlandish campaigning because they use very different strategies in doing so. But it is quite concerning that Biden's lead is it's going down as the days go down as well. <laughs> well, um, I, I will say this. You know, I, I find neither candidate to be uh, particularly inspiring to anybody for anything. <laughs> and I think that's important. Uh, just the idea that nobody, nobody is excited for these two. Um, mm. I, I, I don't know many Democrats. I only know I know a handful of Democrats that are like, I wanted Biden. That's my guy. And I know a few people who are still standing by Trump, but by and large, I'm finding more and more people are sort of over him. I've been hearing a lot of that. I wish he wouldn't tweet. I wish he wouldn't talk. Um, I wish he would just stay off TV. I know there's a lot of Democrats that think that as well. I would say right now the winners uh, in messaging are the Republicans and Donald Trump. Uh, they've got people convinced that he's going to slaughter Biden in the, in the debates. Uh, Donald Trump needed to take a cognitive exam at the request of his doctors at Walter Reed Airport. And then the, the big conversation was, well, let's make Joe Biden take one. Nobody ever asked Joe Biden to take one, not his doctor. And that should be concerning for everybody on the planet that mm -hmm. the American president was forced to take a cognitive test to make sure that he still has his wits about him. Because there's a lot of days, I think we can all agree, where he doesn't really seem like he knows what he's talking about. Now, I've seen three really great videos of Joe Biden that were edited together to make him sound like an idiot. Kudos to the uh, to the right. You have a lot of time on your hand. But when the <laughs> debates actually happen and you don't have just Donald Trump telling you he's going to win, I think he's going to look like a fool. He's going to have a really hard time explaining why Joe Biden's America is going to be so bad when, in fact, it's his, his that's America. already on fire and ravaged with COVID. So he's got his work cut out for him. But right now, he's got people like my mom convinced that Joe <laughs> Biden wants to defund the police, that Joe Biden supports BLM and, and the murder of cops and that all pro protesters are animals. That's the messaging coming out of the Republican Party. There is nothing that's uniting and hopeful and and. I mean, just the whole tone over there is if you elect the Democrats, America burns to the ground. Mm -hmm. And the irony, of course, is that it's currently America's burning burning. to the ground. It's currently burning to the ground. And I don't know how people can't see that. But let me tell you this. And I think that it's something that we all know. If Trump gets elected again and this obviously continues to happen, everybody's going to pretend like it's it's great. Trump supporters are just not they're it's never going to be Trump's fault. No matter how long he's in office, no matter how long we let this asshole just run his mouth for and give him a platform, it's never will be his fault. I have not have we not learned that? 
Well, nothing more could be done, uh, as President Trump told Bob Woodward. Uh, you know, look, uh, we're at 194,000 deaths from COVID. Um, in several press conferences over the last week, the president has done everything he can to completely avoid taking any responsibility while pushing misinformation, which he said he didn't mean to cause a panic, to which I say, do you remember before the 2018 midterms when the oh, president God. told you that caravan of Mexicans was coming to kill and rape your family? Literally, what was that I'm about? I'm <laughs> pretty sure that was typical Trump just trying to create a panic. So this idea that he was not trying to cause a panic is hard to swallow. Uh, and, and and credit to Kaylee McEnany, who can look Americans in the eye every day with her stupid binder of lies and, and just make stuff up. They spent an hour the other day trying to figure out what she would say in regards to Donald Trump's idiotic interviews with Bob Woodward that apparently were done at the request of Jared Kushner, who's quickly proving to also be a clown. Uh, Bob Woodward already didn't think very highly of this administration. Why would you give this guy 18 interviews? The money, the money, the, the money, like that. that's it. That's the only reason why, like it, it comes down to it. His campaign is pushing out a lot of money to all these people to go ahead and try and paint him in whatever picture, you know what I mean? Good and bad. You know, you can't just give him too much good. You got to give him just enough spice and we would try, would have tried to do that a little bit, but the overall it's the money. It's the money with all these idiots, all these brainwashed idiots. Trump has enough money to sit there and say, hell, they have enough money to pay side pieces and girlfriends and significant others of, you know, the Trump juniors and everybody else. They definitely have money for the media. Well, yeah, but I think that that's the biggest thing with this country is that we have the money to do a lot of things. But what we actually put our fundage towards is no good. <laughs> to the same corrupt people that keep fucking up the country? And to the people who don't need it. Yeah. Obviously not to the people who are on welfare, obviously just what we were just talking about. And I think that if Trump gets reelected, that is the biggest concern is that those people are going to continue to not be helped. And a lot of people are saying that, oh, Trump is not the end all be all. And even if Trump gets reelected, and this is why I'm not going to vote and all of this, yada, yada, yada. But if the reality of the situation is that if we don't have somebody like Biden or other people on the left in office, then we're going to see no change at all for another four years and then it's gonna we're just gonna be in an even bigger hole that we are in now and i think that i think if you're a democrat i think your biggest concern going forward is that ruth bader ginsburg's 136 years old and who knows how much longer she has <laughs> and that would be a real swing on the supreme court you know you're already tipped five four uh, you know, you'd be at a at a six three and and that could be problematic although again and i've said this before i'll say it again uh, both Justices Kavanaugh um, and Gorsuch have done an amazing job on the Supreme Court. They have followed the letter of the law as they testified that they would do in between Kavanaugh crying like a baby. Um, but but they've done a really good job. You know, and, and anybody who was freaked out that a conservative court was going to immediately overturn Roe v. Wade and, and, and gay marriage, it would take a, a lot of work to make something like that happen. You know, again, once there's precedence in courts, it's really hard for a judge to um, rule the opposite way in those situations. So 
you know, can can Donald Trump continue to destroy America? You know, again, this is it's things are bad, obviously, with with with, you know, riots in the streets and covid raging out of control and the economy tanking and unemployment through the roof. Uh, But hey, you know, I mean, and not for nothing, Rob and I have been talking about this a lot. Rob and I are invested in the stock market. And I hear so many Trump supporters that are like, well, look at the stock market. And, you know, come to find out, 83% of the wealth is owned by 3% of people. Uh, so no one's really sharing in all that. The, right. the Republican yeah. tax cut, I've said this only a million times. The Republicans certainly could have pulled a, um, a move out of the Ronald Reagan playbook and really cut the middle class's taxes the last time around and been hero to the American people. They also could have fixed Obamacare, which is still the law of the land, which is still going on, repackaged it as Republican care or Trump care. And right now, and now it's so much be, better. Had huh. they done that, the Republicans, for which I was a member for many, 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 many years, as I pointed out numerous times here, they would be in much better shape right now going into this election. Instead, everything I just mentioned is happening. It's really bad. And their best bet is to tell you it's only going to get worse under the Democrats. And let's be honest, it would be almost impossible to get things to be worse. Mm. Mm. I, I agree. I agree. I, and, I, and I only see it getting worse with the same people in. That's it. That's the only way it can get worse. If it were up to me, honestly, I would vote every single incumbent out of office. Oh. And I don't know what that would do as far as the, the, the you know, the turnover and, and who would be in charge. I don't even care. I would vote against if, if I had my way, I would pick the challenger to every incumbent that is running for office. Honestly, that's how I feel. This, old people this, out. Group of, um, this group of Congress to me has been, you know, when you look at Mitch McConnell and I'm not going to let Nancy Pelosi off the hook either. Oh, please don't. Please. It's don't. the most divisive do nothing Congress that we have ever had. It's basically just her and Chuck Schumer posturing. It's the Republicans for some reason. Again, it's like villainous the way they go about their business. It seems very anti-American day in and day out. And it's again, for somebody who was a member of that party for a long time, I, I sit back and I'm really confused as to what the game plan is. What you're, What's the plan after Trump? whether that be in a few months, you know, 50 days or in, in four years, what's the plan for after Trump? Because this, this cannot continue. Maybe Tiffany, I would consider, but what's oh my the Republican party? You've given up all your values. You've given up all claim on patriotism. As far as the Russian hoax is concerned, you know, you've, you've, I mean, I'm telling Pence. you, the, gonna the, push idea that, the idea that that right now the Republicans support physical property over oh, yeah. their fellow Americans speaks volumes about their patriotism and their love of, of America and Americans. They're mm -hmm. money be a hungry assholes. Can't be money hungry assholes. You could be upset that those cops are dead and you should be. You should be upset about every black person killed in this country. And you should be. And for the people who say, hey, more white people, be pissed about those white people getting killed by the cops, too. Show, right. Share that same energy. Share that like same I energy. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you point a gun at a cop, I hope he blows your brains out. But if you got stopped for a broken taillight and you end up dead, he done fucked up.
we can that is not acceptable in the united states of america they might do that stuff in north korea or or in pakistan we don't do that in america we don't do that in america like i said of all the respect in the world for the police and the hard job that they have the standard is really high and most of them every single day with no struggle they're able to maintain that and it's just that handful of bad apples just so you can make the same argument about BLM and those protests. That same handful of assholes are causing all the problems. We all want the same thing. We've all got to, we all want safety and security and happiness. That's what we're all looking for. And I just, I feel like once again, it kind of goes back to the central focus of, I just misinformation. And that really does, I mostly do see it from right wing media sources. And I think it's really prominent when you see cases like, especially with the one like Jacob Blake and like George Floyd and stuff, because people will really use who they were as people and what they were doing. Like my lover to death, but my mom was trying to tell me that the reason why Jacob Blake got shot was because he communicated with the officer that he was walking to his car to get a gun. And I just cannot believe that. But I know that some people genuinely really do believe that. And they, and that's why they feel the way they do. And I just would hate to just think that everybody is just a crippling racist and a horrible bigot in America, but I don't think that that is the case. I think that people are really confused or just have misinformation on what is really happening, and that is why we need body cams, and that's why we need all this kind of stuff. Agreed, agreed. I, I, I you, you kind of hit it right on the on the head with that one, I believe. Like. It's just, once again, it goes back to the white fear slash black sensitivity. That white fear is so strong that it's just like, no, I'm not racist. I don't believe that black people are going to scare me. But if you're Black Lives Matter and you're black, oh, you scare me. Like, oh, you scare me. Like, are you automatically part of Yeah, you're already just part of Antifa. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna ruin my life. You're gonna come and beat me up, kill, you know, take my wife, beat my kids. You're gonna like, no, that's not it. Just, and I was just saying the same thing. Like, a lot of it is the propaganda and it's the titles and the tags that we've now given ourselves because we support that. Right. So you look at somebody with a BLM, you already have something in their mind because whatever you see somebody with a red hat with that says MAGA, right. Or Trump 2020, you already associate that to certain beliefs. And unfortunately it's now starting to just be true that people show you exactly their true colors and you, they start to fall into those same beliefs. Um, I don't know. I'm rambling now, but it's, it's it's a good ramble. It's a good ramble, and it's an accurate ramble. I, I, again, you know, if you're wearing your political gear to like piss the liberals off, well, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're exactly you're, you're, you're you being go. a you're being a provocateur, and and this Thank is you. my point. Look, you know, uh, I had a really great conversation with my brother, and I really wish he could have been here tonight because uh, he recently he's not a big fan of 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 liberals uh, or Bill Maher. Uh, but he wants the video where Bill Maher was talking about, look, after the election, we still have to live here together. And right? at what at what point are we going to realize that? Like, if Trump wins, like, the libtards aren't going to Canada. Um, and Some. if Biden wins, you know what? The, the, the Trump supporters are still going to be here. So yeah. how do we how do we start to mend the fences? How do we start to sort of remember, you know, what it was like on September 12th, 2001? I know a lot of people were waxing poetic yesterday. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? 
because they're back mm-hmm. to their corners fighting right back to yeah, the way it was yeah. don't 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 hide behind that that tragic day for two days pat yourself on the back about patriotism and the way it was that day there's a reason there was it was that way and you alluded to it earlier rob we had a new enemy it wasn't yep. white versus black. It was like, blacks, you can be with us so we can rage against the Muslims. We need right. there to be a foil in everything we do. And the other big thing, and Rob, I- I've shared this with so many people. You posted it on the I'll Piss You Off Shortly uh, Facebook page. It- it's a picture of a bunch of uh, white guys, Nazis, and Confederate flags. And it says on it, um, they fear a black, mo- a black movement. A pro-black movement. Because they think it's anti-white. Because every anti-white movement has always been anti-black. Well, every yeah, every pro pro-white movement has always been anti-white. I mean, anti-black. Anti-black. So yeah, yeah. So so a pro-black movement must be anti-white in their minds, and that's totally not the case. They're like, well, why do you have to make that the key thing, black? Why does because black has been so down for so long that yes we take pride when we're the first black owner or first black person in office or we're the first black person in our family to actually be successful we're the first black person or we're just black and we created a business in a predominantly white area that it was hard as hell for somebody to work in you know i mean just to work to get that location because they're black and we weren't educated the right way like so fucking what we're proud to be black and it completely lacks empathy, Rob, to be like, well, maybe you guys should like buck up and work harder. You know, that that misnomer that black people haven't been successful in America because they're lazy yeah. as opposed to right. slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, civil rights movement, war on poverty, war on crime. All of these programs that were put into place, mostly by Republican administrations, at least since the turn of the century, that were meant to keep black people in their place. Yes. And we, yeah, we'll definitely get into that deeper on my show. I'll piss you off shortly because that was definitely a key moment. Definitely. I, I, I can't give you, I can't really go into the divided we stand fans the way I want to, but you know, check me out tonight, 9 p.m. We'll I've never dig sworn into this on mode. this show before until literally this episode. <laughs> and I've been doing this show on and off for like three years. So, so thank yeah. you for getting me all fired up on it. Look, I, here's, here's the thing, you know, I, I, and I know Rob feels this way a lot, too, because we've talked to a lot of them now. We've spent a lot of time trying to get to know and understand these Trump supporters. And you know what? They're not all racist, but a lot of them are willing to look aside uh, or look beyond or past the racism because there's other things that they seem to like. But what I'm finding is that things that they seem to like aren't things that are true. Again, right. I'm still well, hearing a lot of this. Racist. I'm still hearing a lot of this, Victoria, this like we want Venezuelan socialism in this country. Like, I I mean, the absurdity to that thought, it it makes me want to stick a pen in my eye. Like my mother and and her friends believe this, that Joe Biden wants socialism. So we're fighting over toilet paper. This is the absurd (laughs) thoughts that are being pushed by the right. And these these poor, unsuspecting people believe it. And it sounds awful. But I say to people all the time. If you hear something that sounds so absurd and pisses you off so bad, let me recommend you go right to the source. And I also, and I've said this now the past couple episodes, I'll throw it out there again. I threw it out there on Rob's show. We had a conservative friend of his on, Chris. I said, look, watch a Bernie Sanders, watch a Joe Biden, watch a Kamala Harris speech, an AOC speech, Mm -hmm. start to finish. 
what is it, 20, 30 minutes? Watch an entire speech. Yeah. If there's something in there that they said that you found to be so un-American, call me up. And I'd love to talk to you about it. Because when you really hear what these people on the left are saying, it's not the crazy that they're that that the right wing media, and believe me, I consumed a lot of right wing media for many years. It's it's just not true what they're telling you. Right. CNN does cover all of the stories they tell you that CNN doesn't cover. The mainstream media covers all of those stories. It's stunning. We're at the point now where the right wing media just says things much like the president that aren't true. People believe it. And even when you show them later on, it isn't true. They don't care. Right. That's We're what broken. I'm saying. They We're will broken. feed and push out all of this misinformation and absolutely not But it's care. being propagandized as a, it's being weaponized in this election. And it wasn't always like this. It has not always been like this. And I am hoping that at one point we can get back to a place where it is a little bit more moderate because our parties have not always been split this way. Mm -hmm. Well, both have gone extremely left and extremely right. That's where we're at. You know, there's no compromise. Ever since the Tea Party came along and messed things up for everybody, the idea that they'll never compromise or bend on anything, I'm sorry, if you send an elected official to Washington who isn't willing to compromise, you suck. And I'm not interested in compromising with you at all. I laugh all those southern states that didn't want to give aid during Hurricane Sandy to New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. As soon as they got hit by a storm, they were begging for millions of dollars. That's not how this game works. Yeah. But that's typical. And again, look who's down in the south. Right. Again. Okay, yeah. You 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 can you can do the math and put this all together, but it, the the hypocrisy, and they don't see it, but the hypocrisy is so overwhelming. As I said before, it's the reason I quit the Republican Party. Uh, I got three emails today: Don Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, and the president himself begging for my money and support. And to that, I say to all three of you, go fuck yourself. Not a hey. dollar, not a dollar until you're all out of there. And until we get some semblance of the actual Republican Party back in back in business, I'm all set with you guys. That's accountability. Yes. Exactly. Can't do it. I can't. I, I, I told you guys, you know, after Mitt Romney, the, the, the dog whistles got like and weren't dog whistles. It was this Trump stuff. You know, when Mitt Romney said. No one's going to question where I'm from. <laughs> Get it? Because I'm white. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know where I'm from here. Uh, we're done. I, I, I can't get behind racism. I can't get behind transphobia. And if that's how we have to win an election, then that's not a party I want to be in. But to that, though, the Democrats really better step it up because yeah. you're getting murdered in the messaging. They all think Joe Biden's a total like moron. Joe yeah. Biden needs to get himself out there and speak intelligently and speak like a leader. And that seven point margin will sail oh, come wow. election day. Because all Donald Trump is going to continue to do is fearmonger and lie because those are the only two skills that he has. The messaging's great, but you could poke a hole through it all day long. They're lies and they're easily verifiable. If you don't know how to use Google, email me. I'd be happy to explain it to you. All the information you need is right there to be found so you could set yourself straight. I promise. And it won't hurt. 
Seriously, I hope that we can prevail through the misinformation and ignorance in this election. Make sure that you educate yourself and make sure that you check out Robert's show. What time is it tonight at 9? 9 p.m. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. You already know. Make sure I'll to piss you off shortly. <laughs> check us out at Divided We Stand or Divided We Stand at clovercrestmedia.com. We're also all over Facebook. Got it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. For Victoria Lang, Joe Aguirre, and Robert Benjamin. I said myself first. Like, that was so weird. But anyways, we're out. Go first, queen. Go first. (laughs) 